With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour two on this Wednesday edition of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. I'm Stormy Bonantoni alongside Jonathan Von Tobel. Off day for our guy Michael, but he will be back soon enough. Also this hour, we'll get Harry Gagnon, former Las Vegas sportsbook supervisor on the show. Um, he always comes locked and loaded with picks for a variety of sports, so see what he has today. We'll talk plenty of NBA draft because JVT here, our senior NBA betting analyst at the network. And um, we're going to get started, though with a little College World Series talk because I have been buying in. I, I love this time of year. I think that the College World Series is super fun. There's just something about Omaha, and now there's only four teams remaining, so things are getting pretty serious. Florida and Wake Forest, both with opportunities to earn a spot in the College World Series final today if they mm. win their respective games. TCU would need to beat the Gators twice to advance, and same thing for LSU. They need two wins against Wake to make it to that point. Have you watched any of the College World Series stuff or have you just been following the Jello shots numbers online? No, what are we up to? 22,000, like something, right? I think it's over that. It's like, it's it's higher now. Because Monday, yeah, Monday they broke the record of 21,365. Don't ask me. Wowee. So I'm I'm clearly, I'm following the important things in college (laughs) baseball. Um, But no, I actually have not gotten the chance to really take in any of it other than some, you know, secondary screen on it because I want some live sports. So I'm I'm willing to ask you anything and everything about this because... I am coming from a place of ignorance. I know you're all in on NBA draft stuff right now, and then you're going on vacation. So I don't blame you for not trying to add another thing. My nights are spent schedule. perusing NBA Twitter and trying to find little nuggets. Actually, I found <laughs> one yesterday that I was I excitedly texted Kelly about Scoot Henderson maybe going forth, and I was like, it's probably not going to happen, but still. So. But a, a guy can dream. Yes, of course, because I have a ticket on him to do it at 36 to 1. So I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping it happens. Come on. Rooting for you, my guy. I, the, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say I'm sorry in advance. Is that okay? That's all right. It's 36 to 1. It's way too <laughs> We'll get to the draft, though, um, in a little bit. Obviously, getting underway tomorrow night. But I do have a bet in the first game of the day okay. today in the College World Series, Florida and TCU. Um, and the number seems to be steaming up that way. So Florida this morning was a minus 190 favorite on the money line, now minus 215. And I bet them on the run line, minus 120. I see it minus 140 right now at at a variety of spots. The total in this game, nine and a half. So like I said, if Florida wins, they advance to the College World Series final. And I do think that they get it done in that margin. The thing that's working against me here is so far in both of their previous games at Omaha, they've been one run decision, 6-5 win against Virginia, 5-4 against Oral Roberts. But I, it feels like they can win big today, largely because their pitching staff is so fresh and their home run ball has been very, very dynamic. They, like I said, have only played two games since they've been up here in Omaha. So their third starter is good to go. They have really good depth, fresh guys in the bullpen. Their starter, Jack Caglione, um, Somebody that a lot of people I know have fallen in love with. 161 ERA's past six starts. Three and one record is last four. Walks are his problem when it creeps in. So I am just desperately hoping that's not been the case. But like I mentioned with the home run ball as well, um, high volume there. Since facing elimination in the NCAA regionals, they're on a seven-game win streak, and they have out-homered their opponents 14-2 to in that time. TCU has been a really, really good story. They've been fun to follow, but their pitching depth from everything that I've read and from what I've heard on the broadcast is pretty done about this point. Mm-hmm. They have a good starter. Their um, ace, a young freshman, 
I can't think of his name right now. Cole Klecker, he's six and one his last seven starts. So we'll see how long he can go. But after him, I don't think they've got much left in the tank. Okay. So a couple of questions. So when you handicap these, do you just go by recent form? Is there a largely yeah for me because I don't watch college baseball like throughout the course of the year. I really start paying attention at the regionals and supers. Where do you get your stats from? I just random. Well, because yeah. I'm actually curious because you know me, like I'm a stat guy. So I like follow, when I watch, hockey, I follow box scores. Okay. So I haven't been like I don't have like a location because I'm not a deep dive handicapper for right. these stuff. So I follow box scores and I go to the schools' websites. Okay. Well, no, because I've asked that because we've had what's it called? We've we've talked to some. Um, college baseball handicappers and I've asked this question and they've just been like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. And you know me, like, so we've talked about baseball the way I handicap major league baseball, like even trying to find starters for who's going right. to be the pitcher, and the so pitching like, matchup for these games is tough. There's so many different advanced metrics in baseball nowadays. You could probably find, I mean, I would assume it's somewhere out there, but if you're going on recent form, I think it makes a lot of sense. Would you be able to tell me why? Unless I'm, I mean, I'm looking at DraftKings right now. Both totals are at nine and a half. We got 11 Which and a half on the screen. Yeah, so like I was going to say that down went down from runs. this morning. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I don't know because I was looking at these numbers before we came on air today about an hour ago. So like those have just gone down two runs each uh, or a run and a half in the LSU game and two runs in the TCU Florida game. So I'm not 100% sure if there's any news that's come in recently for whatever reason, but. Well, you're on the right side of the market, right? It you appears, laid... yeah, at least for the side. So I hope I hope Florida wins. Well, yeah. Please. You, you laid a buck Please. 20 on the run line. Of course I you did. I did. I would really like to see it happen. But like I said, the two games prior for them being one-run games makes me not stoked. But I just feel like, generally speaking, like if there was a game that they were going to explode, it should be this one to cement their spot. Like TCU just seems like they've run out of gas. So in your, in your viewing of this, is Wake Forest rightfully the odds-on favorite? Should they be minus 105 here with still these other teams in contention? So I do. I think it makes sense. They are the best team in the country. This is an interesting matchup today with LSU because these are two teams that I do know throughout the course of the year have been the best in baseball. Mm. And Wake won this matchup the other day, 3-2 in that winner's bracket on Monday. Uh, closely contested game that took um, – Wake to come back in the eighth inning and both of their wins in Omaha to this point have been late comeback wins. They've played a little, at least from what I understand, because like I said, I pay more attention late in the year once you get to the postseason versus the regular season. But from what I understand is they've actually taken a little bit of a step back so far here in the postseason. And I'm not sure what that's like indicative of. Because you have to imagine being one of the best teams in, in all of baseball throughout the course of the year, you'd have some confidence coming in. But top seeds generally do not go on to win at all. So I, I wonder mean, if there's a little bit of a pressure aspect to it. Pressure aspect or you're playing some of the best teams in college baseball, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, this is... <laughs> the opponents are a little different now, <laughs> right. too. You're not wrong. <laughs> Look, I don't basis. know the depths of ACC baseball, but I would assume, right, you're not rolling right. through some of the whatever bad teams are in that conference and you're facing some of the best teams yeah. in college basketball that they are, excuse me, college baseball that they have to offer. I think that because, you know, we're at the point of double elimination, if Wake wins today, they punch their ticket. But I think LSU is really, really good as well and that this should be a competitive game. So I don't hate them as an underdog today, maybe. So maybe take the chalk in game one and the dog in game two. Would you take a run in the half at minus 130? Or would you bet them outright just to win? I bet them outright, but I, I don't hate – I don't, I'm not afraid of laying a number if I mm. feel comfortable in it, and I think it should be a close game. And they obviously covered the run line in the first mm -hmm. meeting earlier this week, so maybe that's the play if, if you don't feel confident that they'll win outright. But back against the wall, you lose and you're done. I could see LSU making a push today. Big so. jello shot advantage. You would think that that's they do. worth something. They do. The juice is loose. Maybe just the fans in attendance getting all willy-nilly will inspire the guys. You ever had a jello shot? They had a crazy – oh, yes. I've never had I one. went to San Diego State for college. I've had jello shots. Oh, I mean, I was going <laughs> to go back, harken back for a lot of different things. Um, I've never had a jello shot before. Really? Never. No way. No, like I, I was actually asking the other day, like you can actually get drunk off Jello shots, yeah. Yeah, it's, I think, a delightful way to get drunk. Actually, uh, yeah, I never, never had because one. you just don't taste anything. You just throw them back. Yeah, it's glorious. Mm, I think. Um, but I, just to close up my kind of thoughts there, LSU they eliminated Tennessee yesterday with a five nothing win, and that was a game where a lot of people were actually fading LSU. So if you think that. LSU's not going to be able to step up like they like. I mean, yesterday they thought that the pitching was going to be done. They mm -hmm. had this no name kid that didn't have a single start. Um, he comes in and just pitches an absolute gem. Seven strikeouts, no runs allowed. He was 
super, super fun to watch. Um, and so I think that kind of helped out the pitching situation a little bit because they only needed to use two guys and he ended up lasting a long time. So I think they're in a better position today than they were yesterday and they won yesterday. Okay. So I, like I don't know. It. We'll see what happens. You know what? I, what's his name? Nate Ackenhausen. He was the kid that did really, really good yesterday. I think that they should respond. And like I said, also, Wake has had to have comeback wins. So maybe if LSU can get out to a good start, they can just hold on and kind of put your pedal to the metal instead of letting Wake Ooh. back into it. It's always what? nice when you when you log in, you have a little bit more money in the account than you thought. What'd you um, hit randomly? I don't know. I'll have to check and see what it is. Uh, let's I'll see. teach you how to do jello shots in the commercial break. LSU Wake Forest. No, no, no. You're, you're TCU Florida. You're Florida run line? Yes. You're right. coming with? Let's ride. Come join me. Let's, Let's go. Let's ride. Even though it's circa, they don't have the run line, so we're just going to bet Florida money line, but we're in. Let's do it. Okay. What's that up to here? It was I saw minus 180 this morning. Uh, it is 180. Still that? That's nope. great. So look at you go. Yes. Let's go, Florida. We'll have a little text chain going, watching a little College World Series. That game, by the way, uh, first We pitch, don't have to do that. First pitch right as our show wraps at 11 Pacific, 1 Eastern. And why not? Why don't you love me? <laughs> why don't you love me? All I want is your affection. I mean, um, I think it's amazingly because I, I think I'll be busy at that time, but yeah. Last couple minutes here, um, and we'll revisit this on the backside. Okay, you don't watch you don't watch any baseball based on what I I mean any college baseball. Mm. Excuse me, based on what we just talked about though, with these four teams remaining, is there anything that makes you want to place a futures bet? Anything that you would say, hey, they could have a shot to win this thing. Um, like I mean, listening to you, I would say maybe LSU is not out of it. Um, and maybe you want to go in that direction. I mean, I'm, obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm coin flip between Florida and LSU if I were to make a bet. But, I mean, so if, if I'm listening to you correctly, I always listen. Um, Florida wins, they move on, correct? correct? So plus 180 on a team that's going to move on to the next round that we think. And then potentially if LSU wins today, that just means Florida gets another day of rest. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying. Let's go Gators. Go Gators. I love it. I think it is fun. Um, have you ever been to the College World Series? Have you been down to Omaha? <laughs> no. It's a cool environment. I don't know. It was one of those bucket list things. So when I really? went a few years ago, it was really, really cool. Okay. Well, yeah. no, I've never I've never had the I uh, desire go... to go to Omaha. Oh, well, not in general. I wouldn't say Omaha, Nebraska is like a premier destination to go I'm hang also, out on the, a guy's no trip. Offense, anybody out in Omaha who's starting to get mad, I'm not a well-traveled person. All right? I just left the continental United States for the first time in my life back in November. So. And you're going on a the vacation of your dreams to San Francisco. So go explore Alcatraz. Is that what it is? Yeah. Azkaban? We talked about this last week too. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You're going to the prison on the Island. Can't wait. <laughs> Might leave the wife there. Oh, but <laughs> that took a turn. We've got to step aside. Uh, got some NBA draft talk when we come back. It's also why not Wednesday as we continue talking all things college football the next hour. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. You can check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Stormy Von and Tony and Jonathan Von Tobel with you live from Las Vegas with the NBA draft approaching tomorrow. And I know at the end of the hour, we'll get into a lot of the odds movement that we've seen um, for that number two overall pick, revisit how you think things are going to shake out there. But Zion Williamson's been in the news a ton over the last week um, for on and off court reasons, but the potential for a trade for the Pelicans to move off of him. Do you think that that ends up happening? And if so, like we've seen so many conflicting reports. So how do you feel about it right now? Like reports that are, it's going to happen Thursday. It's definitely not going to happen. You know, all that specifically at odds with one another. Um, I would say, so for setting odds on it, I think most probably is that Zion Williamson is a new Orleans Pelican uh, by the time the draft ends. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, I think that is the most likely outcome. I don't think you're trading him um, just for Scoot Henderson outright. I think you'd probably want it as part of a package. I think maybe you want something back. Because um, there's still the potential that Zion's going to be Zion. You know, it's, we see this a, a lot in sports. There are sometimes who guys, guys have injury-riddled starts to their career, and it never works out. There's other guys who have injury-riddled starts to their career and then end up being really good players. Uh, I mean, it's a smaller scale, but Matthew Safford had injury problems at the beginning of his career. Turned out to be an Ironman the rest of his mm-hmm. career. It was awesome. So... I think that you just want to hold out hope that he's going to be exactly what you expect him to be and that you're going to hold on to him unless something crazy comes along. So, and and that's the other thing, you know, maybe it's number two and maybe it's good Henderson, but outside of that, does Charlotte really have a much they want to offer unless it's a pretty sweet deal. So I will say that he is going to be a new Orleans Pelican by the time this all is over with the Matthew Stafford comparison. He was an Iron Man at least until last year and until now. Right. So we'll see what happens. I mean, last year, that's that's now. (laughs) Uh, yeah. You want to try to correct me? No, I'm just We've saying. We've got nine he years of Iron man You're not wrong. And the benefit, I guess, that you have in a guy like Zion is that his birthday is coming up on July 6th, and he's only going to be 23 years old. Right. So you would think that there's still potential for career longevity, for him to get a little bit more mature. Like, think about how immature you were at 23 years old. I can only imagine. Um, but that maybe he'll start a little bit more – like better decision-making, building better habits with the diet. Because the issues, I think that like you have all the injury concerns, obviously, but then you take it a step further. It doesn't help that when you are on the court, you have the weight issues that you do that almost make the injuries easier to happen. So can you get everything in line? What do you mean by you can only imagine? I can only imagine. But me? Am oh, I yeah, maturity? you. Um, no, yeah. I, look, God everything, help your mother. Everything, else, everything you're saying is accurate when it comes to Zion. And I think, too, you know, one of the quiet things that the Pelicans have done this year is that they've quietly actually kind of changed out their training staff. And so that's part of the thought process is like, oh, okay, well, maybe they're trying to get some different people in because they clearly think that something is not matching up here. You know, I've often made the case, so like I'm an Angels fan, the Angels for a while over the course of like five years, Stormy, had nearly 10 pitchers have UCL injuries. Like that, at some point, that stops being a coincidence and that's something you're doing wrong as an organization in handling your arms. And it's the same thing here where the New Orleans Pelicans at the very least seem to be looking internally and going, okay, he clearly can't stay healthy. Let's do something else. Let's see if what we're doing is kind of wrong in the process. And I think that might help too. Like you never know what a new look at something is going to really help you out with. So I think all of those things put together 
I think it equates to Zion Williamson. Like you just, you don't really give up on a talent like that. And I get it. You can give up on him for a guy that in Scoot Henderson, many believe next year would be the first overall pick. The year after that would be the first overall pick. Like that's how good Scoot Henderson is. But I just think at this point right now, Zion Williamson, when he's at his peak, if he hits, he's going to be yeah. better than all these guys. Yeah, and you don't want to be I, – I understand the standpoint of, like, you don't want to be the GM or the team that has egg on your face if he does go somewhere else and has success. But then I also revert back to the good conversation that Michael and I had on the show here yesterday and kind of looking back on the great Bill Parcells quote that when a player shows you who he is, believe him. Like, is this just who ultimately Zion Williamson is? A guy who is over however many years span going to give you 114 games. Like, mm-hmm. that's not – that's not what you want in your star player, and a star can only be so valuable for what they do for you on the court, and he hasn't largely been there. Yeah, but I'd also Because, I mean, argue... think they were third in the West last year before he got injured. And I then, mean, they were first at and one then, point. Yeah, yeah, and then he has the hamstring from hell that yep. he didn't feel like himself, and even when you thought that he would come back for the play-in, he didn't. I mean, the quote was, I don't feel like Zion. It's, it's, it's journalist Here. integrity. Get the quote right. Excuse um, me. But I'd also, I would argue to like, paraphrasing you know, my um, bad. to, to use Lombardi's words against him there. Okay. But he's also shown us that he's a 27 and 10 guy who can shoot like, you know what I mean? Who can score with absolute efficiency. I don't think there's any argument about the talent. Right. It's so that's just why you don't, I don't think you give up. Yeah. Okay. I, I think too, look, we'll I mean, remember in 2020, 2021, he did play 61 games. So like there is, there is the potential that maybe he's going to be able to do this. We'll see if that's going to be the case. But to the overall point, to Lombardi's point, to your point, four seasons, 114 games, you want more out of a guy that you think is going to be your lead mm-hmm. dude. And you just, I, I'm with you overall. Like, you just, you can't really, like you said, you trade him to Portland, him and Damian Lillard go, he all of a sudden catches, he's going to play like 70 games, he's going to be awesome, and goes on to have the career we expect him to. And then you're sitting around going, man, like we had him and we gave up a little too soon. Any other teams that we should be like on the lookout for when it comes to trades this week? So, I mean, yes, but they're going to be like inconsequential trades, you know, like uh, Cleveland, Milwaukee, and there's one more at the Phoenix. I think it is all looking to trade back into the end of the first round to grab some guys. Those are kind of inconsequential picks because you're talking about upperclassmen. You're talking about fringe first round guys uh, that really aren't going to be, you would think at least. A massive impact role players right away. We have seen plenty of first, end of the first round, second round guys be good players for their teams, but nothing that's really going to move the needle. I will say uh, the things to look out for at the top of the draft, we mentioned Utah. Uh, Utah, like they like Bilal Koulibaly. They could also move up to get Keontae George. That's been a name that's been thrown out there. They have a 16th pick. They want to maybe get ahead of New Orleans to get that done. And uh, remember, Orlando, Utah, Indiana, and Charlotte all have multiple first-round picks, and those could be used to move up and go get whoever they would like, but maybe we start to see that too. Okay, cool. We'll get back to, like I said, the plenty of NBA draft talk later on here in the show, but these last couple minutes of this block, I want to go back to college football. We had a great conversation with Thor Nystrom specifically about the Big Ten, but big picture, Georgia is the favorite this mm. year to three-peat as national champions, best odds by far to make the college football playoff, uh, minus 250 to be among the last four standing the only other odds-on number is Ohio State at minus 125, but Thor said Michigan is a team that he really, really likes. He could see playing for a championship. He has them winning the Big Ten for a third year in a row. Um, they've made the college football playoff each of the last two years. Ohio State, two of the last three. Um, but is it going to be the same, the usual suspects this year, or do you think there could be a wild-card team that punches their way in? I mean, it seems like the wild-card team is LSU, right? And it's not really a wild-card team because – uh, they won their division last year and they're in their SEC power, but that that could be the case. I, I I really find it really hard outside of the teams that you've mentioned, like who's going to break through the ceiling and actually kind of get there and 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 be a legitimate threat. I guess we could call that you know, TCU is a legitimate threat because they got as far as they did, but then we saw the difference, right, in terms of actually winning a championship against these teams. It was uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, you know, so like it's it's really I find it really hard to kind of look around. One of the teams that I think I haven't listened to it yet, but Tim Murray had uh, Bud Elliott on the latest uh, college football betting podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Florida State is a team that's really intrigued me because yeah. I think Florida State has a lot of really good returning pieces. I think they have a very high ceiling. Fascinating part there, though, is that they play LSU right off the bat, mm-hmm. and that could go a long way in determining whether or not that resume is going to be good enough to get to the college football playoff. But if they're only losses to an LSU team that eventually goes 
uh, to the SEC championship game and maybe makes it to the college football playoff. It's going to be a good resume, but I think Florida State's probably at the top of the list, and that's going to be about it. At least we're talking about newcomers to the picture. Yeah, I really like Florida State going into this year because like, the lasting impression that you have of this team is they won their last five mm-hmm. games of the regular season. They beat Oklahoma in the Cheez-It Bowl. Um, the Those last five games that R. they R. won, Cheez-It by Bowl. the way, I know. But hey, it's okay. We have we have a new Pop Tart Bowl this year, and that's all that matters. Their last five regular season games, they won them by an average of forty four to fifteen. Like that's wow. that's pretty significant. That that's the pulse that they they left their year on. So can they beat LSU and can they knock off Clemson early in the season? Who they play? I want to say Week Four in Death Valley. So mm-hmm. that'll be um, a huge game as well. Clemson was able to get back to the top of the mountain in the ACC last year, um, but Florida State just feels like they're kind of on that surge in the right direction that they could punch their way in. And if they get through those two early tests, the schedule does open up pretty nicely for Mm -hmm. them because you're talking about Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, consecutive home games, all three of those. You got to go to Pitt and Wake Forest isn't the worst. That LSU game is at a neutral as well. Right. So So. like it's not – if you get through – you just – you got to split that, right? You got to split one of Clemson or LSU and then go kind of just essentially unblemished the rest of the way and you do get Miami on my birthday. Uh, That'll be fun. Uh, at home, that's going to be a very big one. I think you got to take that one if you're Florida State. Yeah, I'm. I'm super excited. Like we're getting to this point of the of the off season where I'm very excited that we're going to have media days in a month. Mountain uh, West here, where right? We're get, yeah, Mountain West right here at Circa upstairs in the ballroom. I think it might be the ballroom where I'm getting married. I'll actually, make it about you. So I, <laughs> it's pretty pretty cool. But they'll be there first, so you know I'm secondary. What's San Diego State doing, by the way? Lord help my alma mater. What's going on? We got to take a break. Be right back on the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, now's the time to come join us here at VEASAN. Become a pro subscriber today. You'll get the daily email recapping all of our best bets from show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. You can also check out the top VEASAN experts leaderboard where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI to see which of the VEASAN experts has the hot hand at any given time. For VEASAN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only 19 bucks. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Those picks include from our guest, Harry Gagnon, who joins us now as he does every week, host of the Against All Odds podcast, former sportsbook supervisor at AAO. Harry, welcome in, my friend. And I am so excited. We're going to start with a little Major League Baseball with you because there is one bet I see that you have made today that is going to make my co-host, Jonathan Von Tobel, very, very Whoa, happy. You and it in- Van Tobel. I didn't, I though. Did I? Did I? Absolutely <laughs> not, because I respect the Von Tobes. Um, we are – it involves the, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, though. So what, what do you got today yeah. on, on Shohei's squad? What's up, guys? Yeah, listen, I'm on, I'm on uh, JVT's Angels tonight. Otani's pitching, obviously, having a tremendous season. He's, like, I believe, like minus 400 now to win the MVP. He's first in the angels and uh, all his offensive statistics, batting average, home runs, hits, RBIs, on base percentage. And he's first in most of the team's pitching stats too. And he goes tonight. He's first in the RA wins K's on the team as well. Dodgers just five and 10 guys in their last 15. Uh, I'm all over Atani and the angels. I, I think minus 145 is a steal. Harry, do you think they're a playoff team? I, I kind of do. I, I this team is a this is a team is fun to watch. And again, I mean, I know Otani didn't win the uh, uh, the MVP last year, tailed off a little bit, but a lot, you know didn't see a lot of great pitches in the second half of the season because the Angels were terrible. But they are hanging in the West. Them and the uh, them and the Rangers have had fantastic seasons. Uh, Astros are tailing off a bit here. I, I was actually a high on Seattle this year out of the West too. They haven't really done anything much either. So I think uh, I think the Angels are going to be, maybe they don't win the division, but the Angels might, be, I think they're going to be there for the playoffs. Let's stick with baseball because yet we have five games in action right now, but still just a slew um, of games upcoming on the slate in the mid-afternoon and evening today. Is there anything else that stood out to you on the card or anything you wanted to put together? How about this? Two, uh, two team favorite parlay, guys. Parlay pays plus 180. Let's start with the Mariners, minus 170 over the Yankees. Luis Castillo on the mound, last five starts, he's given up to six total earned runs 
And in those five starts, he's got 40 Ks. And since Judge has been uh, out with his injury, uh, Stanton, Rizzo, LeMahieu, Josh Donaldson, all of them batting a buck 60 or less since then. So give me the Mariners at minus 170 with Castillo on the mound. Parlay that with a twin, Sonny Gray at minus 130. Gray having another nice season, 2.37 ERA. Went five innings in his earlier start versus Boston this season. Gave up just one run and had seven Ks in that. I know Boston's won six in a row, guys, but Garrett Whitlock's on the mound today for that. ERA is almost four and a half, and he's given up seven earned runs in his last 18 innings. I'm on the Twins, and I'm on the Mariners, uh, both on a two-team parlay pace, plus 180. All right, let's go to a couple of things that are in my wheelhouse outside of just the Angels, who I love very much. Uh, let's talk about the NBA draft coming up on Thursday. Uh, first off, anything that you've got to bet, I think you've got something in terms of a player draft position prop, correct? Yeah, how about this one, guys? I got Jordan Hawkins of UConn going over the 16-and-a-half pick at minus 130. Uh, look, for the most part, he was fantastic in UConn's run to the title. But in two seasons in Stores, Connecticut, he did have more turnovers than he did assists. His defense was average, so it's all about his jumper. I'm kind of looking at, like, number 17 right after that 16th pick. Number 17, the Lakers could work out for L.A., who isn't a good shooting squad. And also maybe, I know Harden, there's been talks of him going to Tillman Fertitta and going to the Rockets if he does. I'm looking at maybe uh, that you could drop a little bit and go 20th to the Rockets, but I like him going 17th to the Lakers, but going over that 16 and a half is Jordan Hawkins. If Harden does go elsewhere, by the way, I feel like that's almost like an addition by subtraction. In Stop. Just he won two playoff games in the semifinals. Form. I just like saying stuff that gets you <laughs> heated. Let me live my life to the fullest, okay? But, I mean, sticking with that theme of, of potential trades and guys going elsewhere, um, there's a – Number of question marks when it comes to Damian Lillard right now, but while there is something that we know, and that's Bradley Bale is the newest member of the Phoenix Suns, and there's a lot of offensive firepower on that team, not a lot of depth right now. What's your view on Phoenix moving forward after that deal? Yeah, you know, guy, I don't, I don't love the deal. I definitely don't because uh, look, you, now you get the deal, now you have three scores, but you have no defenders, and you really don't have any bench. Between KD, Beal, and Booker over the last two seasons, this is really concerning. They've missed 180 games, 180 games over the last two seasons. Three and four years back, Beal averaged 31 points per game. But the last two seasons, he's averaged just 20. That was still a nice season, nice game, averaging 23, but eight points down from three years ago and hasn't played more than 60 games in a season in five years. Uh, and if one of these big three goes down, it's going to be a lot of losses, I think, because, again, there's no defense, uh, no, no bench for uh, Phoenix. And uh, I still don't even know what they're going to do with Aiton. I mean, if you keep Aiton on the team, he's definitely not, no one's looking for him to get the ball down low or anything like that. So his, his, his points are going to come off uh, putbacks from all the offensive boards. But, again, I just think, again, last remember, last time KD has a big three, didn't work out so well in Brooklyn. I just don't love this here because, still, you have no defenders. How are you going to still take care of Denver and Jokic? I just don't think you can. Uh, they better make a deal. Uh, Matt Ishbia, it makes a deal for you need to get somebody on the defensive end because no bench, no defenders means I don't think you're winning the West. I would say screw it. Let's just uh, throw all the money at the problem. Let's go get Draymond Green. Uh, could, get, could go out and get Draymond Green. That would be something else. Um, that would, you know, and that would be – that would just be great in terms of watching Phoenix versus Golden State games, that would be must-see TV. Uh, you know, I think the uh, I think the fans would embrace uh, Green in Phoenix. I think it'd be a, an interesting situation. Um, it, it would be good. I mean, I, I think that's something that the Phoenix would need. The guy would like motivation that type of way, especially on the defensive end. You don't need Green to get you any points. Just get the rebounds and be uh, do the dirty work inside and get the team pumped up. And I think that would be a good fit. Does Draymond ultimately end up going anywhere, though, or does he just stay with Golden State because they've talked so much about how they're not a championship contender of the future the same way if they don't have Draymond with them? I know he declined the player option at the $27.5 yeah. is kind of the last opportunity to get the big contract, but the Warriors seem to want him back. Does he end up ultimately landing there? 
I, I know they do kind of want, they do want him back. And I, and I've heard Steve Kerr mention that too, but I don't know. I, I don't think he does. I think it, I think eventually he goes somewhere on against all odds later this afternoon. We're going to discuss this too. I thought maybe another nice landing spot for Draymond would be in New York with the Knicks. Uh, you know, I think he'd bring that attitude with him that the Knicks are not used to. The fans would embrace him as well. And he's played in, he played in 73 games this past season. That's his most he played. He's played since 2017. I think Draymond would be a great fit in New York for the Knicks. My, uh, my team would be the Pistons, actually, Harry, because you get to go back home to Michigan. It's a team that desperately needs a power forward. They have the money to do it. And by all means, they actually reportedly want to accelerate their timeline. It would actually be a pretty nifty fit, I think, for the Pistons. Boy, uh, still, it just hasn't uh, – Cunningham hasn't worked out so great. This is, this is just, you know, JVT, just, just whatever. It does it just seem like Detroit is jinxed with whoever they get. Mm. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I think so. I mean, you've had some bad injury luck, but I think Kate Cunningham is going to be bad pretty good. Luck. Um, yeah. Although I will say this is coming from somebody who did bet their win total over last year and Kate Cunningham got hurt and I'm very dejected about it. So <laughs> ask me again right. in a year. That was rough. Yeah. Um, we talked a lot of Big Ten football earlier in the hour, and I understand you made a win total bet in the conference as well. What'd you place? Yeah, you know, I, I got I got Michigan over 10 and a half at minus 130, guys. Like, Yet another cake non-conference schedule for them, which I'll get to in a second. But J.J. McCarthy returned, solid quarterback. Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards will be back in the backfield for uh, for the Wolverines. They had 25 rushing touchdowns combined. Uh, again, the schedule. They don't go on the road until the last day in September versus Nebraska, who has a new head coach. The first four, uh, four games are in the big house against East Carolina, UNLV, Go Rebels, right? Uh, Bowling Green and Rutgers, uh, they play Purdue at home. Purdue's got a new quarterback. They got to go to at Penn State. But, court, but Sean Clifford's gone out of Penn State, too. Um, and they get Ohio State at home. Uh, and they're at Michigan State, which could be a tough one, obviously, one of their rivals. But uh, but they were terrible last year, too. So I think Jim Harbaugh and his Wolverines get to over 10.5. I think they can run the board. Back-to-back Big Ten champs. Can they do it again? Awesome stuff. Appreciate your time, Harry. Always, guys. Take care. Harry Gagnon. Make sure you give him a follow at AAO Harry. Check out the Against All Odds podcast wherever you get your podcast. And, I mean, something, too, that we didn't even talk about much with him or Thor is how re-strengthened that offensive line is as well for Michigan. They um, have had one of the best in the country, and then they just go restock it in the transfer portal with some significant talent. We're going to step aside, wrapping things up, giving final thoughts on our bets and the NBA draft ahead of tomorrow night. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C. And trending topics on social media. As well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plus, remember, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties, not only here on the Las Vegas Strip, but nationwide as well. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are closing things out here on the Lombardi line presented as always by Bet MGM. I'm here. I'm here. He's here. Stormy Bonantoni and JVT Jonathan Von Tobel. He's very sensitive about the Von, not Van. Don't yeah. come up to him and say you're that Van Tobel guy. Don't do it. I mean, I'm, first off, I'm building a brand, so let's get that straight. Uh, second off. I like JVT. It It's very smooth. Yes. I did not come up with that, but yes. Uh, you know, I don't know if I told you this or not. Uh, my dad actually has a vanity plate that says JVT on it. Does it? Yeah, my dad's John. I'm Jonathan. Um, he also claims that people stop him and like, Are you like I don't believe him because I think that's just a dad trying to be, you know, overly proud of their children. Um, but yeah, I'm not the first JVT. How about that? Love also, it. I'm trying to think of what people would call you on it. What do you get on accident with your last name? So uh, I don't get stuff on accident with my last name. I mean. People just kind of think it's a pasta, and so I get, like, buca toni and stuff because they think Bucatoni. it sounds like a pasta. Really? Okay. Yeah, I've gotten that. Most of the stuff I get is with my first name. Like, people can't remember that it's Stormy, and they just know that it's, like, a weird word. Okay. So I've, got, I've gotten smoky a ton. Get, like, they I can't think of – I swear to you. I don't believe that. On multiple occasions. Like, the first time it happened to me was my first job – when I was in college and we had these, I was working at a restaurant and you have those little like headsets, but like go yeah. clean table, whatever. And um, the person could not remember my name and they're like, can you get smoky over here to table two? Need to bus it. Where'd you work? And that was the first time it happened at Applebee's. Yeah, that's right. I thought Applebee's. Pro I worked Applebee's at Applebee's and Carrabba's in college. That's right. Carrabba's. Yeah. There we go. Carrabba's is a good spot. I don't know if it's a national chain, but Carrabba's is a good but, spot. But um, yes, I agree. And um, But yeah, so Smokey. But that's been a frequent one. And I always thought it was so strange because I've gotten it multiple, multiple times in my life. That's insane. Because that's like five Tony, different letters. Fun and Tony, it's just like people try to sound it out. Boon and Tommy well, well, a lot. So what gets me with your last name is do I pronounce the second N? I don't think you have to. I do. Right. I say Bon and Tony. Okay, but you that's can what say, I try to do. But you can say Bon and Tony, and it sounds pretty much the same. All right. I, I try think. to pronounce the, the pronounce the second N when I say it, but. Don't trip yourself up. I can't say eligibility. If you can't say Bon and Tony, no big deal. Bon it's just Tony. one of those things. But um, I, I can say Wimbignana, though. I've learned that now they as actually, we tur turn our attention to the NBA draft. Did I, am I saying it wrong? You've been saying it wrong the whole time. Wimbignana? How do you say it? Wimbignama. Shit! <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. That's one of those things. Okay, Victor Wimbignama. There you go. Going to go number one overall to the Spurs. Pro tip, by the way, we do these every single show here on the network. Um, and today is just a reminder, especially for um, anybody that is getting involved in betting the draft. <laughs> just a reminder that in some states, you got to get your bets in today some because states. they have a 24-hour rule. Just say it like it is. Nevada's All rules. Right. Nevada's rules are archaic. And some of these shops aren't even hanging these up. So if you can find the one lone book that has decided to put up NBA draft props, remember, you got to get it in by five because we're scared. That's what it is. That's the pro tip. You know, wow. I, I wasn't going to sip all the haterade today, but apparently you did. Took a big swig before we got on the air today. Had some hater tots with it as well. Haters. Haters. 
No, it's true. Just like, just hang it. Yeah, Especially I mean, I wish they would. This It is one of those things that is frustrating about Vegas in general is that it was the marquee destination for all things sports betting, and now it's slowly but surely getting left in the dust in a lot of areas. But it's, you know, just the way of the world. I just calls them like I sees them. Come on, Nevada Gaming Commission. Step your game up. We want to give you our money. Let us do it. Either that or how about, like, can I just, can I, can I, like, can I bet on this thing? You know, can I log in and do it? No. Can I not have to go in and give blood samples and all sorts of other <laughs> DNA just to get an app open? Let's go. Okay. One, two, three. NBA draft. Go. Oh, are you saying who are the first overall yes, pick? I thought you were like, you do. I thought you were like, yeah, all right, draft time. Um, so this is my mock draft from uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning. This is going to change. I'm going to put out one last one tonight slash early tomorrow morning. Uh, the change will be two and three. Every, every bit of intel over the last 48 hours has been Brandon Miller is going to be the second overall pick. And who am I to spit in the face of noted NBA insiders like Adrian Wojnarowski and Jonathan Gavoni. So, and Jeremy Wu as also at over at ESPN. So I will switch uh, Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. And I will also say, uh, if we if, take your eyes to number four, please. Um, Cam Whitmore is, I've called him like a linchpin of Sword Stormy because his fate kind of changes almost everything. And one of the other big developments that came at the beginning of the week was the fact that Cam Whitmore, who by every single account from when we started talking about this at the end of February, all up until Monday, had never sniffed anything outside of the top five, has been sliding, if you will. And all of a sudden has not, is not going to be in the top five after months of being solidly a top five selection. At one point, his draft position prop was five and a half, shaded to the under at nearly four dollars. That is now flipped, and it is five and a half shaded to the over at about nearly two dollars. So Cam Whitmore's fate is completely changed. But why that matters is if Cam Whitmore was going to go four, that pushed Amen Thompson down in like it is in my mock draft to number six to the Orlando Magic. That pushes a guy like Taylor Hendricks to seven. It has all these different ramifications. But if Cam Whitmore is going to slide, and all of a sudden it's Amen Thompson who's going to go number four. That means that the Detroit Pistons, who don't seem to be in on Cam Whitmore, aren't going to take him. So that can mean that he slides even further. So that's like one of the low-key big developments of the week. It's not even just Brandon Miller. It's the fact that Cam Whitmore all of a sudden doesn't have a home in the top five, and that changes everything with how we okay. thought this thing was going to shake out. Um, Anthony Black. Why can't everybody's name be that simple? I mean, what, Grady Dick, Amen Thompson? Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore. There's well, actually some pretty uh, easy names. Um, in amen. People could say Amen. It's Amen. You, know, you just I'm do just, some research and I'm like, just saying. Just like I asked you, how do you properly pronounce there. the name? I was impressed with you going from Wembenyama to Wojnarowski. Mm -hmm. So fluid. That was, I mean, a Bilal Kulabali. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, Kulabali too. Lot. By the way, that's one to watch. So his draft position probably just threw it up. So it's 11 and a half shaded to the over buck 40. Uh, a lot of Intel's pointing to him as a top 10 guy. And so it's still the under a plus 115. There has been a flat out report by one draft guy. I mentioned him, Raphael Barlow, who says that the Jazz explicitly want him at nine. Here's the thing. And this is why, again, tying it back to Whitmore. We don't know how the Jazz feel, though, about Cam Whitmore. And so let's say that Whitmore all of a sudden slides. And at nine, you have a choice between Bilal Koulibaly or Cam Whitmore. We don't exactly know how the Jazz feel about it. Maybe it's a value pick. You take Whitmore over Koulibaly, and Koulibaly slides outside of the top 10. So there's a lot of moving pieces. But I'll also say this. Can I, I'll give you one more interesting name. So Kobe Bufkin right there at 13 and a half. Uh, his underprice is at minus 200. One of the inter uh, interesting reports that Gavoni had at the beginning of the week was that uh, Kobe Bufkin was not like meeting with teams that he that certain teams had trouble getting him in the building, and the thought was that hey, you know maybe he's got a promise somewhere, and he's kind of just like saying I, I don't I don't want to work out for you because I know where I'm going to go now and I want to go there. And he also reported Gavoni that the Oklahoma City Thunder haven't been able to get his medicals, but he's still mocking him to Oklahoma City, which is weird because I don't know about you if I'm team building. I don't want to really draft a guy I don't have his medicals or I can't get into the building, but it seems to be the case. So Bufkin's a really interesting guy because the thought is that he might have a promise that he's been making himself limited available, uh, availability to a lot of these teams. You just don't know who it is yet, but he, he's been solidly mocked to Oklahoma City pretty um, pretty standard throughout the entire mock drafts, and that's right about that 11.5 mark, and that's shaded to the over to Buck 40. Oklahoma City picks 12. Anyone that you think is just 
really underrated and is going to be a good NBA player that's not being talked about right now? Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's underrated because he might be a top 10 pick, but it, it, the more I've watched of Koulibaly, the more I like yeah. him a lot. Like, the guy's awesome. You know, standing reach, it's like about, what, I think it's like 8-1 is what I measured or what it's been measured at. He's awesome defensively. He's got an offensive game that fits really nicely with what the Utah Jazz want to do. I think that a lot of people, you know, we get wrapped up in Wembanyama, but I think his teammate Bilal Koulibaly is going to be freaking awesome. Good stuff. Uh, last minute here, just a reminder as well, the College World Series game one of the day is about to have first pitch in about 15 minutes or so. And I did bet the Florida Gators on the run line Today in that game against TCU, um, if Florida wins, they do advance to the College World Series final. We're in that double elimination semifinal stage. So I like Florida today. I think just in general, they're going to have the fresher pitching staff. Their third starter is going today. He's been really, really solid. And um, the the home run volume has been there significantly versus a TCU team that that has been struggling. It looks like it's probably out of gas to an extent, especially when it comes to their pitching depth. So give me Florida on the run line. And then I lean LSU in game two, but haven't placed a wager there yet. We'll see if I end up buying in on it after all. But you you join me on Florida Gators. So go Gators. You'll get at least one text from me later chow, today. Chow. See what we can do. Appreciate that. Hopefully it's a nice text versus the gifts you send me that are cruel. What did I, I say? I, I don't know. I just remember the uh, the last picture you sent me was an unfrosted Pop-Tart, and it made me very uncomfortable. That's a wrap for us today. VEASAN Best Bets coming up next. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.